Season one of the Vinyl Supper has been made possible by Loudon Guitars. Look, how are you? You're looking very well. Come on, on then, would you? Take a seat. Nice and close. Here's Atticus. Hey, do you know what, man? What? You've, you've already, uh... You've already taken me by surprise. <laughs> because you're showing your face. <laughs> yeah, just don't tell anybody. <laughs> you're the first person that I've spoken to in this, uh... Venture that, that I don't know personally. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone else I've kind of either you know met or you know yeah yeah. Everyone else I've uh, everyone else I know, I've known so far actually. Um, oh, I'm and I was I was I was quite intrigued by the idea of uh, talking to you without ever seeing your face or you know. <laughs> but um, listen, you have a lovely hey. face. I'm not having a go at you. <laughs> Why do you hide your face? You know, originally I think. Uh... You know, when I first started writing, I, I I decided to post it on on Instagram, and I think if I'm if I'm honest, it's it's because I was shy and I didn't want kind of me writing poetry to blend in with the the kind of other things I was doing in my life. And then, you know, as it as it's grown and and the account has grown and the following's grown, and uh, and the books came out. Um, mm. You know, I, I think I, I I keep it as as a symbol to to write what I feel and and not what I think I should feel. You know, just keep writing for me, and keep trying to at least write vulnerably. And and I think the other part of that is is just like, you know, the 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 fame thing. And and you know, I have a desire not to be famous, not to be recognized. And you know, oh, I, wise I, man. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I just, I, I, growing up, I've been surrounded by very, very famous people, and and you know, it comes with a huge, huge trade-off. I mean, you know better than anyone. It, it it's a, it's a double-edged sword, and I, and I want to, like, I obviously want to, like, spread my, uh, my, my, my poetry, but I, but if I could do it without being recognized, then I think I, you know, mm. that's important to me. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Do you <laughs> know what? That, that, that's, that's one of the things I, I enjoy about writing with other folks that I never realized I would. You know, I, I didn't start writing, with, I didn't start co-writing with other people until I was like 38 or something. Um, and wow. it's, it's like, I wish I'd discovered it sooner because, you know, yeah. you know, I could have been lost in the world without ever you know, just kind of, you know, without ever being really noticed, you could do, you could do your own thing. Uh, totally. Without ever having to go out and sort of push it and promote yourself and switch on that that button, you know what I mean? That yeah. nobody really wants to switch on, you know? You know, when I when I started, I, I, I was missing that kind of real connection with, with fans. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do these book tours. I'm just going to wear a mask. And then I can, like, meet people. I can look them in the eye. I can shake their hands. I can hear, listen to their stories. Um, but again, I kind of keep that, that personal distance of, of recognition. And, and, you know, mm -hmm. it's imperfect. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was important to me. And I, and I just wanted to be able to meet people but also not um yeah get recognized so man i mean listen i heard i heard this um interview with you 
where you said that the first time you ever wrote poetry was what you saw the most beautiful girl you'd ever seen in Paris. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I believe that. I mean, I do, <laughs> but I do, I do believe that, that I do believe that that's where you, that, you know, so, something clicked for you, but there must've been something there before, right? I mean, what age were, were you when that happened? Um, I was in, I was just in my early twenties and, um, yeah, you know, it's like, I'd never to up to that point, I'd never, I'd always been interested in like, you know, classical writers and, and poets. And like, I was a, I was a big Jack Kerouac fan and Bukowski and, and Mm. Hunter and, and, um, Hunter S. Thompson and, um, so I grew up loving that world and, and the kind of like, I was very nostalgic for it, but uh, I certainly never considered that I, I, you know, had anything to say myself, you know, I was just kind of enjoyed it. And, and actually, you know, before that, I will say that, that my mom who, who was born in Ireland, um, had, she put up, um, in our house on the wall, a poster of Irish playwrights and poets. And there was just like a quote um, of each of them. And I used to love, like I'd memorize them. And, and I think that was like, I, I loved it. And, and I think that was a big first exposure for me to, to you know, to poetry. Yeah, but you know, for, for years I, I'd never thought about, you know, exploring or ever imagined I'd had anything to say. And um, it wasn't until years later um, when I was in France and I, and I met a, an actor there. Um, uh, he was a friend of a friend, this guy, a guy named Michael Madsen, who's, who's, uh, if you don't know who that is, he's like the, the bad guy from Kill Bill and bad guy from Reservoir Dogs and, and, uh, a Justin Bieber music video, I think. Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, <laughs> that's quite the resume. <laughs> and he, told me a lot and and taught me a lot about you know and fame and like his struggles with fame and and uh substance abuse and and how how in his words poetry had saved his life and you know for me that that was that was incredible you know i had this american badass motorcycle riding um guy who was writing poetry and for me, that was kind of gave me permission to explore that side of myself for the first time. And, it, and then, uh, you know, as you said, it was a few days later when I was in, was in Paris and I saw something beautiful and uh, or I felt was beautiful and I, and I just decided to write about it. Wow. I, I never, just never happened before that. Before that point, you'd never written no, a, no, a poem? No, never written a never written a poem and never... It never dawned on me, and I think, and you know, I think part of it is is is, um, and maybe you know, you growing up where you grew up was a bit different, but it was kind of like, you know, I grew up in Canada, and it, it wasn't like poetry wasn't a thing that that um, society told you was a was you you should do, uh, especially although if you're, some if of the greatest guy. lyricists of you know of our time come from there, you know, Chris Coburn, <laughs> Joni Mitchell, oh, yeah, yeah, May Young, you know, yeah. Justin Bieber. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You get a starter, you get a main, and you get a dessert. 
and you and oh, you get okay. a song to listen to for each course. Yeah, do you know what? I would have. Uh, I was in uh, in Chiang Mai once, and I had the most incredible like uh, beef salad. Oh. Yeah. Really, really spicy, and the beef was really um, cut very, very thin. Uh, oh yeah. And it, yeah, it wasn't overcooked or anything. It was just nice and succulent, and it was really oh, yeah. spicy. And it was uh, I, I don't even know what was in that. To be honest with you, I just remember it tasted like heaven. I would have that. Now I'm getting really hungry. I love that. Okay. Yeah, so I would have that for my starter, and while I was having that. I would listen to uh, what would I listen to? I would listen to "You Got a Friend in Me" by Randy Newman. Oh, uh, that's great! I mean, I'm a huge fan of like French fries, but like the skinny fries that have the like, truffle sauce on it. You right. know, you get them at Chateau Marmont. The like. Their fries. I'd start with their fries because it's just a good way to start. And uh, you're not well, French fries for a start. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> I and that's it. That's just some French fries. For a starter, yeah. I mean, you're gonna get some sauces gonna in like, there. Yeah. Do you want some salt? What do you want? Like ketchup? You want mayonnaise? What kind of guy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Canadians love their mayonnaise with, <laughs> with French fries, but. I'm not, you know, depends. I have to be in the right mood for that. But yeah, ketchup, I don't know. I'm feeling fancy, a little ranch. Wow. Well, hey, listen, get plush. You know, the asteroid's (laughs) about to smash the earth. Yeah. Have some fucking ranch. Yeah, Yeah, no doubt. And then what would I listen to? Yeah, Yeah, what would you listen to when you're having your fucking chips and (laughs) sauce? I love that I'm uh, I love that there's an asteroid coming at coming to Earth and I'm wondering if I should get the ranch because I'm worried about the calories. Have the ranch. Have, have the, the ranch. ranch. Damn it. Have the ranch. Fuck it. Um, have the ranch. I'm gonna listen to I'm gonna listen to a Chet Baker, probably. Oh. Yeah. He's my He's my he's my jam. That's like if I'm if I'm doing anything, you know, cooking dinner or whatever, I'll just ask Alexa or, or Google to play Chet Baker. Um, yeah. Do you know what, man? That's so. that's something something I noticed about. Um, oh, hang on. What song? What song by Chet Baker would you have? Actually, before um, we move on. Probably like uh, I fall in love too easily if it's if it's my last song or but anything. You know the the record. Yeah. Uh, Chet Baker sings, obviously, um, anything on that. I think it starts with, um, I think that's the first song on it, I Fall in Love to Fuck it, let's have the whole album. Yeah. <laughs> What's on over, it? Over, let's, let's just listen yeah. to the whole album over French fries and, uh, and, and ketchup. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a jam? I like that. I thought oh, it was yeah. actually, you know, it's not, I'm, I'd, be, I'd be in with that. Do you read a lot of poetry now? Like, uh, like, since, you, like since you sort of made this, you know this connection yourself like did, did that then open up a pathway to like have you, have you found like you know you, you want to read more of it or you, it switched you on to it or you're just it's more your own flow um no i i definitely started um uh started reading more poetry um when i started when i when i started writing 
Um, and I, I think one of, one of the cool things, and I don't know if you've seen it, but the, there has in the last few years been this like resurgence of, of poetry and, and interest in, in written word. And, and um, you know, on, on Instagram, you know, I often just post like little short, short clips or like I'll take parts out of longer poems and just throw them in there. And, and because that's how Instagram is, you know, it's bite-sized form, yeah. for the most part. And, um, but what I love and, and what I think is, is cool is that, you know, this, this kind of bite-sized poetry is in, in for all intents and purposes, like a gateway into classical literature and, and I think what what we're seeing is people are like seeing quotes they like and and whatever and and as they start like uncovering the the like vast world of poetry and prose and literature and um, they're they're finding the classics you know and and I think that's a beautiful thing and it's really important especially in this day and age to to refine that you know and rediscover that and and um uh, I think it's a really positive thing, but I, I'm reading. Yeah, I read a ton. Try to anyway. Yeah, no, it's just it's just I've got I've a friend, a poet John Plunkett, and he sort of never wrote a word in his life. It just wasn't it wasn't on his radar at all. And then one day read a poem by uh uh now uh, oh, the name's gone Ruth a Scottish poet. Um. And then that was it. That was it. He just, and from that moment on, he had an insatiable desire. To, you know, he he couldn't stop reading it or writing it. If he was, you know, if he wasn't yeah. writing it, he was reading it. If he wasn't reading it, he was writing it. You know, it was amazing. Just, uh, that's amazing. Um, you know, and, and that's that, just and that's cu- what it's, it's curious about. though that yeah. when the tap comes on like that, when the tap just sort of out of nowhere, just like whoosh, there you go. There's yeah. a, there's an there's an outlet for all this shit that has been in you for a long time. You didn't even know you needed to get out, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. a bizarre thing to happen. Yeah, and I, I've always found it interesting. And, and one thing, you know, I, I would say why it's so important to kind of share your work and put it out in the world is, is because you don't know who you'll inspire and, and, and who you'll kind of trigger um, into into like just discovering that you know it's like Mm -hmm. you know all the greats were were somehow inspired or triggered into into writing and i i I remember this hunter s thompson in an interview one time he's like somebody asked him how do you get inspired and he's like you know sometimes i just couldn't write and and so I'd, i'd literally take out my typewriter and i'd take out a book of a you know of like a great, like a Hemingway or, and whatever, and, or like somebody I loved. And, and I just start writing, typing word for word, what I read in the book. And he's like, that got me in the flow of, of greatness. He, he said, and he's like, from there, I was able to write. I always like that. I, I feel like I write something and then I, and then I forget it and people will be like, do you remember this poem? And I'm like, I don't even remember that poem. But uh, does that ever happen to you as, as, as an artist or, or, or you just can recall anything you've ever written? Uh, I think I'm probably cursed with, with being able to sing. I could probably sing most, most of it. I can remember it. Unfortunately, I can remember most of my old lyrics, unfortunately. Um, but I just, 
choose to avoid them for the most part. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a like a big uh, challenge hurdle of an artist is, is like hating their early work and and people liking them and, and trying to move move past it, but people just being like, no, play it, you know, read this or play this, and yeah, you'd like sooner sooner forget it. Yeah, man. I I, I think I think it's just about staying, just staying. Um, Staying on your toes, you know, staying interested, staying active, staying, you know, uh, yeah, staying interested when, when, when it comes to creating, you know, the, the second you start to, uh, like you were talking about Char- Charles Bukowski earlier, one of my favorite poems is, is he, uh, one by him called Art, as, as, uh, oh, yeah. as the form, as the, as the form appears, the spirit wins. Is that what it is? Or no, as the spirit oh. wanes, the form appears. There it is. As the spirit wanes, the form appears. That's so. That's kind of awesome. He's a talent, man. <laughs> I love that. That's that's it in a nutshell. That's it's like yeah, yeah, you you gotta you gotta be you know like you know you gotta be like Rauschenberg. You gotta be searching for that fucking new thing all the time. Yeah. All the time. So main course is steak. Yeah, it's. It's steak, and I like mushrooms, so I'd be like, cook mushrooms in there, get some mashed potatoes, obviously, you know, I mean, we're going for it, for this, the oh. asteroid is, is approaching, so yeah, <laughs> a, good, a good steak, and, and you know, if we're, if we're really going for it, I'll get the mac and cheese and do the whole, the whole Hell steak yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Why would you not? And how are you having that steak cooked? Um, I like it medium. It depends on like what where I'm eating, but like a medium. In the medium. best restaurant possible. This is like yeah, this is then, the, you know. Uh, I I'd go medium rare or rare. Uh, I had this this friend's grandfather used to say. Fuck it, just give me the cow. <laughs> yeah, just give me a, like, just give me a cow and some French fries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a quote. He's like he. His steak would come out, and he'd always get it rare. And he's like, I, "I've seen sick cows hurt worse, get better." <laughs> I've always liked that. <laughs> yeah, so that's wow. kind of steak. Okay, I'd so have. steak and steak and mushrooms and mac and cheese—that sounds pretty good. Like any yeah. kind of sauce, any kind of sauce with that, like a peppercorn sauce or garlic oh, butter, yeah. or what? What are you having with that? Um, that both stuff. of those things you just said there. I just have them on the side, so you can do the dip in there. There you go. Uh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Slice by get slice. This meal like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> right when we're done, I'm going to go out and see who's see who's delivering steaks. This, this always time. makes me hungry doing this too. Yeah. <laughs> so hang on, steak and okay. What are you going to listen to with that then? Um, you know one of my favorite songs, and my mom again put me onto it. Is uh, you might not know it. It's a Canadian artist named David Francie and uh and sings this song called come rain or come shine but it's like yeah Um, that rings a bell come rain or come shine is that yeah yeah that's you might have heard of him you should listen to it but um is that like like i like a classic like sort of feels like it was in a disney movie or something to me or (laughs) probably the lyrics i would have uh i would have a roast chicken with uh you know with put i would put a lemon i would pierce a lemon 
put it in the cavity of the chicken with some with some <laughs> and I would uh, I would punch some cloves of garlic and lash them in there too and then I would cook that and then I would uh, I would have yeah just do you know what kind of that with hummus and a Greek salad uh, wow. and just 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 kind of you know rip it off and dip it in the hummus and like an endless supply of incredible hummus you know oh. if I, if I, if i can if i can order that if that's allowed i i would have that uh and a greek salad yeah and and some and some white wine and i would listen to <clears throat> i would have white wine because i don't usually drink white wine because it sends me crazy but if the asteroids hitting fuck it man we're having white wine let's go crazy yeah let's have it let's have at it uh and i would listen to ah you got a friend of me do you know what i would listen to um d d flat waltz by weather report it's often an album called domino theory do you know weather report no uh to look him up i love that uh weather report what's the song called d flat waltz I think I'd be described as pretty nostalgic. You know, I, I liked eras before before I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the the twenties and the forties and the fifties, and um, you know, like I I, I listen to this like world, wartime radio, like songs from the forties, and uh, I love mm-hmm. that. I've listened to that a long time, and and you know, like the Chet Baker and the Edith Piaf, and you know, French music uh, like that, Cole Porter, and. Um, so I, you know, I think I, uh, I grew up listening to a lot of that, and you know, but you know, in high school, I obviously started started listening to like we listened to a lot of like rap and hip hop, um, growing up, and so really enjoyed that, and especially like lyrical. Do you think stuff. that was part of where the? Do you think that was part of where the love of words came from too, or? Uh, you know, thinking back, I I I think so, and and I I I think I gravitated towards people I thought were good lyricists. Um, yeah, I love, you know, I had a huge love for that growing up and, um, yeah, totally. I think I hadn't really considered that, but you know, the lap of, love of rap and hip hop certainly had a, had an element of that. Just, yeah. Man, you got like, are you, do you know Bruce Coburn? When I mentioned no. Bruce Coburn earlier, you don't know him? No. That seems that seems crazy to me. Uh, like he's just one of the he's one of the greatest lyricists. You know, full st- full st- full stop. You know, I mean, it's 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 hard to kind of it's hard to kind of gauge that that sort of thing, isn't it? Because it's not a fucking competition. Uh, but you know, if there's a list of greats, he's in it. You know, yeah, he he's in it. Uh, Bruce Goldberg is most assuredly in it. And I would, I would have his song. I haven't even decided what I'm going to have from dessert, but I would have his song. Um, uh, isn't that what friends are for? I would have that with my dessert. I'm writing down all these these songs. I'm going to check them out. Isn't that what friends are for? Isn't that what uh, friends are for? Yeah, and, and listen. His name just so his name's. Spelt Bruce Cockburn. Oh, there you go. Just, just, just in case. Oh yeah, there. That was that was for the that was for the uh, ninth graders there. 
I can have a laugh about that. <laughs> I feel like every time I do this, I always choose a. I always choose a cheese board. I think. I don't fuck a cheese board tonight. I don't fancy a cheese board tonight. What, what are we gonna have tonight? What are we gonna have for dessert? Do you know what? I'm gonna have like a gallon glass of root beer float. Wow. That's what I'm going to have. I'm going to listen to Bruce Cooper. <laughs> Isn't that what friends are for? Oh, I love that. I'm, yeah, uh, oh, that brings me back. I used to get those in the summer. It's been, I can't even tell you the last time I had a root beer float, but that sounds pretty amazing. Yeah, they are amazing. Yeah. Here, tell me uh, this before you tell me, before you tell me your dessert, tell me yeah. this. Um, Atticus... Yeah, a very little known philosopher. What what's what's that about? Um, oh, you, you mean me where, where did the name come from, or the yeah. or Atticus the philosopher? Um, so so the well either either or whichever you want to yeah, tell. Yeah, well, I can. I I mean I get that a question a lot. It's like why did you decide to use the pen name Atticus? And and if I'm if I'm honest, like I I, I really just like the name. I'd I'd always been a fan of the name I think probably from you know To Kill a Mockingbird and Harper Lee grew up reading that and but you know I'd always loved the name and and it it wasn't until a few years into writing that that you know somebody brought up they're like you know there's this philosopher in ancient Greece called Attica or Atticus and mm. um you know not too much is known about him but yeah um but there's also guy. yeah yeah but there's also this um this uh the in in ancient greece there was this this um, nation of attica and the atticans from there were great philosophers and poets and um i've, I've always loved that connection <laughs> but really i really i just like the really like the name and i wish i could say that it i was from attica <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah i'm an attican i just i just thought with the, with the whole kind of you know kind of cloaked identity and stuff i thought well that's interesting yeah but there you go. Yeah. You just like the name. Why did you call just the kid like Buck? Name. Ah, fuck it. We just like the name. Buck. <laughs> fuck it. Call him Buck. Fuck it. Call him Buck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm having? I thought about it, and it's... Uh, have you ever had a good bread pudding? You must have. Yeah, of course, right. yeah. So bread pudding with, like, vanilla ice cream, whipped cream on there... Go full, full, and then on the side, any a any fruit, fruit like <laughs> sliced <laughs> sliced strawberries, anything like that. Oh, maybe some some uh, yeah, some some candied apples kind of thing, or you know that would be nice. Oh, wow. And, and what did you say? Did you say a beer float on the side? What did a, you say? A root beer, a root beer float on the side, just because you know, pocket. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> tie it in, man, tie it in. <laughs> if we're gonna go out together, let's have a root beer float together. Mine's yeah, gonna no be kidding. way bigger Cheers. than yours, though. Mine's a yeah. gallon one. I'm not fucking around, homie. <laughs> Mine will probably have real, real beer in it too. You know, just because <laughs> what the hell? There and uh, and a, oh, what are you and, listen and to? a whiskey. I'd have a scotch too. Ooh. That um, I'd listen to. So it's more. I'd listen to 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 po to uh, poetry. There, there's a. If you've never heard it, there's this great recording of Jack Kerouac uh, reading his his long poem October in the Railroad Earth, 
and you can, it's on it's on Spotify, and you can get it on YouTube. Uh, but I I listen to it at night a lot, um, and I I love it. It's just like the most peaceful thing. So if I'm gonna die by a a meteor, I'd I'd do that. I'd listen to Jack Kerouac reading October in the Railroad Earth with some bread pudding and a root beer float. Cheers and you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's not a bad way to go. 